Hey guys, thanks for being here. I just wanted to share something that's been on my heart today, something that I'm reading that I think is just too good not to share. So thanks for being here. This is just a shorter episode. Um, it's so good to hear from you guys. I love hearing from my listeners. That really is honestly the greatest gift for me. So please feel free to reach out thejoydropper at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. Let me know after you listen to this one, let me know what you're saying yes to. You'll know what I mean after you listen. Hey, my friends. I just wanted to hop on here. I am reading something right now that seriously is too good not to share. First of all, I've been listening to this song called Gyra. Shocking. You guys, I will I will stick a link um, on these show notes so that you can go check it out for yourself. It is incredible. But the words, I just want to read a couple of the words to you. Um, I'll never be more loved than I am right now. I wasn't holding you up, so there's nothing I can do to let you down. It doesn't take a trophy to make you proud. I'll never be more loved than I am right now. I'm already loved. I'm already chosen. I know who I am. I know what you've spoken. Jaira, you are enough. I will be content in every circumstance. Jaira, you are enough. I was just reading in Romans 4, which is seriously one of my favorite places in the Bible. Um, And I was reading out of the message, which is my favorite. I absolutely love the message version of the Bible. Um, If you don't have a Bible of your own, or if you've been reading something that honestly just feels confusing to you, I would highly recommend you get yourself a message Bible. my word they're just it's amazing so i'm just going to read to you this part in romans 4 um it's talking about abraham who i love i love the story of abraham um but we know that you know abraham found out he was going to be a father and dude was old and so that's kind of where things are set up here it says so how do we fit what we know of abraham our first father in the faith into this new way of looking at things If Abraham, by what he did for God, got God to approve him, he could certainly have taken credit for it. But the story we're given is a God story, not an Abraham story. What we read in scripture is, Abraham entered into what God was doing for him, and that was the turning point. He trusted God to set him right instead of trying to be right on his own. You guys, when I read that, I cannot tell you the freedom that comes over me. I pray that the same thing happens for you. What that does is that takes away the pressure to be perfect, to be good, to do all the right things. Because what that means is when we screw up, we're disqualified. Guys, God never said that. We put that on ourselves, okay? We were born needing a savior, period. My baby, when he was one day old, when Caleb was one day old, he needed a savior. He didn't have time to mess up yet. This is not something where we get to the end of our life and say, was I good? Did I do a good job? Was I good enough? Guys, none of us are good enough. Thank God for a savior. That's the point. But this is all pointing back to the goodness of God, not the goodness of me. It says, if you're a hard worker and do a good job, you deserve your pay. We don't call your wages a gift. But if you see that the job is too big for you, that it's something only God can do and you trust him to do it, you could never do it for yourself no matter how hard and long you worked, well, that trusting him to do it is what gets you set right with God. 
by God, a sheer gift. Guys, the moment we say yes to God, we are in right standing with him. He doesn't say, oh, I'm so glad you chose me. Now I need you to do this, 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 and this and clean up your life. You guys, we start to do this, 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 and this out of our love for him. It's in a response to love and to relationship and saying yes to relationship. Everything rises and falls on relationship. But none of our goodness comes down to how good we are. It's the goodness of God. It's a complete gift. And I just think about like, you know, our pastor always says, instead of asking God to get on board with our hopes and dreams, we should be saying, God, what are your dreams? I want to get on board with that. Guys, that's the adventure of life that we are all longing for. That's why we see people taking their lives because they are so in the depths of despair because they are not, they're doing something that maybe some of them we look back and we say, oh my word, but they seemed so happy. They seemed like they were living a life that they loved. But listen, you guys, if we can put our hand to what God's doing, and saying, okay, where are you, God? I want to be there. What are you calling me to? I want to do that. That's where that relationship comes in. That's where the fulfillment comes in. David confirms this way of looking at it, saying that the one who trusts God to do the putting everything right without insisting on having a say in it is one fortunate man. It says, fortunate those whose crimes are carted off whose sins are wiped clean from the slate. Fortunate the person against whom the Lord does not keep score. You guys, he is waiting to wipe that slate clean. And once we say yes to him, it's gone. As far as the east is from the west, it's gone. He's not keeping track. It says, do you think for a minute that this blessing is only pronounced over those of us who keep our religious ways and are circumcised? And of course, circumcision is something that they did back then, right? I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to go into circumcision nowadays, but the point is back then you did that because it was an outward expression of something that you believed, okay? It says, or do you think it possible that the blessing could be given to those who never even heard of our ways, who were never brought up in the disciplines of God? We all agree, don't we, that it was by embracing what God did for him that Abraham was declared fit before God. I just, I love that. I, you know, it, it says in here, Abraham is also, of course, father of those who have undergone the religious rite of circumcision, not just because of the ritual, but because they were willing to live in the risky faith embrace of God's action for them. The way Abraham lived long before he was marked by circumcision. Okay, so again, that circumcision, that was an outward um, display of something that was already happening on the inward. And so the point here is, it's not about the works. You guys, the works are an outward expression of something that's already happened on the inside. God doesn't want you to be better. He wants your heart. He wants your yes to relationship. The other stuff, listen, that comes as you're working out relationship with him. We're all working to do the right thing, but it's not because we are working for a place of acceptance. I am working for from a place of already being fully accepted. Do you see the difference? 
I don't go around loving people because I'm like, oh, Jesus, please accept me. Please accept me. I am not constantly striving so that God will accept me. I am wanting to do the right thing because I know that I am fully accepted. And that makes me want to love people. That makes me want to honor God with my actions and with my words and with my love for others. But again, it's not because I'm trying to get accepted by God. I'm not trying to earn his acceptance. I am living from his acceptance. And what a difference that makes. I think about even in here, you know, it says, um, I don't know exactly where it is. Hopefully I'll find it. But, um, you know, it talks about how Abraham was not able to have kids. So when he found out through God that he was going to have kids, he did not question it. He said, okay, let's go. He didn't let his impotence stop him from believing God. Friends, where are we allowing our own insecurities or believing a lie that we are not good enough? Where are we agreeing with a lie and not believing what God has spoken over our life? I'll tell you right now, I just took a full-time job. You guys, I have never worked full-time for anyone other than myself. Um, I've worked for other people, certainly. I ran our kids' department at church. Um, I've worked at in retail stores. Um, but I had my massage therapy business for 15 years and I worked full-time hours, but I was my own boss. And so stepping into this role at my kids' school that I love, stepping into this full-time role, you guys, it has me kind of shook. Like I'm so nervous to be working full-time hours for someone else. I love coming under authority. I love working for people. I, I like That's not the part that stresses me out. I'm just like... Wait, really? 7.30 to 4.30 every day? What if I don't do a good job? What if I do something wrong? What if I give somebody the wrong answer? What if I... You guys, and all of a sudden, I'm reading about Abraham yesterday, and I'm thinking, okay, God, I am starting to live out of my head instead of understanding that Dan and I have prayed and we trust that God is asking me to step into this role, that this is actually provision for our family for this season. So instead of me stepping into this role with full bravery, I'm going, oh, what if I mess up? What if I do this? What? Listen, if God's called you to it, then he'll bring you through it, right? So I just want to encourage you, friends, and that's why I wanted to hop on here today because I'm like, you know what, surely... If I'm going through this, this second guessing, I am not alone. And so someone else who is listening to this, or maybe you have a friend who needs to hear this, encourage them that if God has called you to it, he will get you through it. He is faithful. He will do what he said he would do. And when we ask God, when we say, God, I want to get on board with what you're doing, and he asks us to do something, you better believe it's going to be bigger than what you are capable of on your own. And so, friend, I just want to encourage you, and I even want to ask you the question, what would you dare to do if you knew you weren't fighting for acceptance, but from a place of being fully accepted? What would you say yes to? When God brings that thing to you and we talk ourselves out of it, no, 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 I don't think that's God. I don't think... I don't think that that doesn't make sense. I wrote out the pros and the cons on paper and that just doesn't make sense to me. Y'all, Noah was building an ark for a hundred 
years. A hundred years he was building an ark and they had never seen rain. People were mocking him. People he loved were mocking him and saying, are you nuts? What are you even doing? Guys, if we had loved ones mocking us and saying, what are you even doing? Would you last three months? Would you last a year? Because he lasted an entire lifetime. Now, obviously our lifetime, right? He lived longer than 100 years by a lot. But now that's a, that's a lifetime for us. What would we do? What would we be willing to do for 100 years if everyone around us was saying, you're nuts. This is embarrassing. You're crazy. No one has ever even seen rain. No one has ever seen what you're doing right now. What are you even thinking? Guys, what is God inviting you into in this season? What is he asking you? I just see him like even putting out his hand and asking you to come like Peter and walk on water with him and saying, hey, do you trust me? Oh my gosh, that just made me think of, remember in Aladdin when um, Ali, uh, no, 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 Prince Ali, but what's his real name? Aladdin, duh, Prince Aladdin, or he's Aladdin, he's not the prince, you know what I'm saying, okay? Where he pretends he's the prince. And he goes up on, on his magic carpet and he says to the girl, do you trust me? And Princess Jasmine, and she says, what? And he says, do you trust me? And she says, yes. And then what does he say? Then jump. And she jumps and they go on this amazing ride. Friends, I'm telling you this is a season where God is saying, do you trust me? Do you trust me? Then jump. And I'm telling you, he wants to take you on the wildest adventure. We just have to say yes to him. So I just wanna encourage you today, friends, ask God what he's up to, ask him what he's doing in your life and get on board with it. I'm here, I'm cheering you on. I would ask that you would cheer me on. I will keep you posted as I step into this new role at Caldwell Academy. I am so stoked and I have decided that that little nagging voice that's telling me, oh, you're probably not good enough, you might not do a good job at this, you know what? Peace out. Bye, Felicia. I'm not doing it. I'm coming into agreement with the fact that God's asked me to do this and it's going to be freaking awesome. Am I going to make mistakes? Yeah, I am. Am I going to have a day where I think, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, somebody else could do this better? Absolutely. But you know what? I am going to stand knowing that God has asked me to do this and I'm going to be pumped that I said yes. So friends, I just want to encourage you, say yes. It is never ever a bad idea to say yes to God. Create some space for him. You know, it's in that space that we allow him to move. That's where faith lives. If it's something that is um, small enough that we can attain it on our own, it requires zero faith. But when we open that thing wide open and we do what he's asked us to do and it looks all kinds of big, that's where he lives. That's where faith lives. So friends, I'm encouraging you today, take that step of faith. I'm here for you, I'm here for it, and I wanna hear from you. Let me know what did you say yes to and what came of it. I'm so excited for you and I am so proud of you. Let me be the first person to say, I am so proud of you for taking that step and saying yes.